Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're listening to Sci-Fi Wire's Days of Marvel podcast. On today's episode, it's day five of our 15 days of everything else. Stay tuned. everyone and welcome to sci-fi wires days of marvel podcast i'm today's host 10 time people's choice award loser brian silliman unlike our previous seasons instead of counting down to a movie release we're just celebrating the wonderful and sometimes not so wonderful marvel movies that we haven't covered yet each day we tackle a different movie re-explore the plot call out our favorite moments and discuss its place in the ever-growing world of marvel so let's Get cracking, and let's get cracking with electrifying magnificence, Ooh. if you know what I'm saying. Today, I am joined by my illustrious Sci-Fi Wire co-hosts, beginning with... Uh, I'm Juanca David, never nominated for a Teen Choice Award, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and... And I am Creepy Chibber, and I am ready to be mad. Yeah. And uh, let's not forget our digital compatriot, who still has not transformed into Wizen. I don't know why that is, but let's all say hello to Warvis. Warvis, what you got? Sup, squad? I love Electra. She's like if Black Widow and Raphael from Ninja Turtles had a psi-wielding love child. Yeah, good stuff. He probably hasn't transformed yet because he hasn't drank enough water. Yeah, come on, Marvis. Get on that water. Go Um, whizzing. Get some Electra lights. Okay, so we are talking about Electra today. That is Electra with a K in case you thought we were doing everything else of Greek tragedy. No, we're doing um, Electra. We got half of that, right? We we do get one reference to that, yeah. Um, 2005, directed by Rob Bowman. Music, interestingly enough, by Christoph Beck, who would then go off uh, to do much greater things in Marvel with Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And uh, we are once again starring Jennifer Garner as Electra Noxios and co-produced by Kevin Feige, which I didn't realize. I saw that in the end credits. I was like, hmm, I wonder if while he was doing this, he's like, maybe there's a better way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to go through the the plot of the movie. Um, We begin uh, with a prologue, which is voiced over by Terrence Stamp, who sadly is not playing General Zod or Chancellor Valorum. He is playing Stick in this we missed him in daredevil but man we get a lot of stick up our you know what in this movie and we got a voiceover with stick and some imagery since time began a war has been waged in the shadows between the armies of good and evil general talk about a battle between good and evil can be fought on a grand scale or just in the heart of one person and you're wondering who that person's going to be or even a child Hmm. And he talks about the hand. The hand is back. They're bad. And then there's a good side and they practice something called Kimiguri. We don't hear much about that. And then Stamp goes on to talk about a motherless daughter chosen to be who's a warrior woman. And it's said to be sought by both sides and she will be the ultimate weapon. That is the prologue and that is the kickoff to Electra. That 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 old chestnut. Yeah. You know, the uh, the motherless 
I was warrior. so mad we got stick here, and I, this is my first time watching this movie, by the way. Um, Same. Right. Same. And coming off of Daredevil, which I I admittedly like, still like to this day. <laughs> yeah. Through all its faults and stuff that we identified in the last episode, I like Daredevil, and I never saw Electro. And up until today, I realized why. And right off the bat, the fact that they put Stick in this one and not in Daredevil raises so many questions. Uh, Preeti, you said it was also your first time with Elektra. Yeah, it was. And it's I'm vaguely remembering seeing the trailers to this when I was like, I was 21, I think, when this movie came out. And I just remember being like, why does she look like she's in a Britney Spears video? Oh, yeah, that's true. So much wind. The word wind is is written in oh, my notes so many I times. I have it right here. Lots of wind. It's like if Lots they, of wind. They should have should have had wind turbines on the set because they could have powered a, an entire city grid. Which, like, I'm down with, with some wind, but it's the combination of the wind, the, the corset costuming, and the fact that Jennifer Garner, somehow her midriff is always showing, no matter what she's wearing. Even when she's in, like, two sweaters. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Life finds a way. You know what I noticed about the costume too was her uh, everything she wears has super high heels on it. Not yes. like the not, yes. the not the skinny high heels, but like the thick high heels, and it makes her running very awkward. Yeah, it yeah. makes her standing very awkward. Yeah, I just couldn't get over it, especially when she runs. It's so obvious. I, I didn't notice. Was she wearing similar? boots with heels that severe in daredevil because i didn't she, notice it. she was in the playground scene for sure yeah. she was wearing yeah. like, these high heel like tan colored shoes i think as electra she's also wearing like those like boot heel things i don't i i, I don't know they, they can't be comfortable called. to fight they can't things. be so like i i mean it's purely for aesthetic yeah um at that point but it she just, she just, it makes her run very awkwardly because she's trying not to fall, but also look like a disciplined ninja acrobat and in those shoes. I feel like part of it is that, honestly, Jennifer Garner was like so miscast in this role, like especially, and it's, it's not Preeti wants fair. all the smoke. I love it. I am. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, it's, it's unfair to do this, but when you put it up against like Elodie Young in the Netflix yeah. Daredevil series and yeah. she's so good in what Electric could have been. Mm. It's like this is like this like weird watered down like male fantasy version of Electra and it it just it's just so hard to watch. Yeah, I I mean I have to agree when when you compare it to the Electra that we've gotten since that's you know and no and no slight to Jennifer Garner who I th- I think I made it clear when we talked about Daredevil you know I like quite a lot I think she's totally. really really sure. good Same here. but I agree that it's it's um it's, it wasn't as apparent in Daredevil as it is here that it's glaring miscasting well it's also she didn't want to do it yeah one thing it was, <laughs> she for sure didn't want to actually obligated yeah, exactly. sequel the movie it was like what I had to do is watch this movie for work she had to make that movie and be in it for work because it was in the contract and also besides that they had to film it in between alias seasons so like their production timeline was super crunched so like this whole movie was almost doomed from the get-go but i agree like the the casting i think they were going for the the bombshell also on the cusp because of alias she was like on her way up and she was like Every, you know, teenager slash early 20s dude's dream. 
when you bring up, I actually forgot about Alias. And when you bring up Alias, she was so good on that show of being the character that Electra could have been. Mm. So, like, part of it is that, and we'll get to this, I think, when we're talking about more plot stuff. But when you look at the fight scenes they gave her in this movie, it's, oh. it's it doesn't take advantage of who they had. Yeah, like all all two of them. I'm remembering right. right now. There's like, yeah. And both of them done in season four, major gear, high heeled boots. <laughs> and I'm like, why? I um, feel like there's more training scenes than there are fight scenes or just about. There even. are. There are. There's more Christmas than fighting in this movie. <laughs> it's a stealth Christmas oh, movie, but we'll point. get to that anyway. So we, we pop in and mercifully before, uh, right out of the prologue, we get Jason Isaacs who decides to grace us with his presence. Uncredited. Um, yeah. As a, a gangster named DeMarco, not using his uh, his glorious real accent, but he he pulls off the, uh, the whatever accent DeMarco's using pretty well. She's an urban legend, sir. That woman died years ago. Really? Well, then somebody must have brought her back from the dead. And then he says, <laughs> you can't fight a ghost. And then with a burst of wind and some twirling sighs, there's Electra dressed exactly as Preeti has already said. Like, <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's kind of more like Electra's costume in the comics, but crossed with uh, Britney Spears if she was like appearing in a passion superhero episode and then a <laughs> lot of wind no headband and nothing on her head she's so she walks down this incredibly windy hallway um, she deals with everyone really quickly and says don't worry that's not that bad yeah how do you know I died <laughs> and then DeMarco gets a sigh to the back and oh. the score kicks in with a boom. And then we cut to a boardroom meeting of the hand. Um, and they're talking about gaining the quote unquote weapon or the quote unquote treasure. There's um, And in this meeting, there's a member of the hand called Kinji, Will Yun Lee. And he wants in on some of the action, but the, the lead of the hand is not letting him in on that just yet. Kerry Tagawa. That's my yeah, boy. Yeah, I was going to say Shang Tsung, baby. Yeah, and, and he survives the movie and yeah. is potentially still a threat at the end. Even this is also jumping the gun, but they're like, we killed those five, those only five guys. You're free forever now. It's like, are they, though? Mm, are they? Yeah. And also, I feel like it's hard to talk about this movie in a narrative plot, like a linear way, because one, it's not that long. It's like an hour and 25 minutes or something, right? And two, you do want to talk about, because when I, so I had never seen this movie. And when this scene came out, like rationally, I'm like, oh, these are the bad guys. But aesthetically, I'm like, William Lee is so hot. He has to be the love interest. That would have been fair. That would have been more interesting. I know, right? Like make him the love interest. And all of a sudden you have got like a Romeo and Juliet thing going on that I would have been super into. And what, what a waste. Yeah. It's because we have another, a different love interest and a different, um, kind of a whole nother found family. Um, Electra may have lost her family, but, um, she's about to get a new one. Um, she's cleaning up her own mess for some reason. I believe she's cleaning up, you know, the, the killing she just made. She's so absurd. It's yeah. And, and I don't know why she's doing that. And her agent in killing, uh, McCabe, comes in and says she didn't have to kill everybody. And then he makes a crack about her not getting laid, um, which kind of goes down like a lead balloon. As she's cleaning. Yeah, as she's as she's cleaning. It's like, maybe you just need to get laid. I don't understand. I've watched endless amounts of action movies in my life that have to do with assassins and ninjas who can't be seen. 
I have never seen a protagonist literally on the floor with a pail, bucket of water, and soap scrubbing the floor to cover her tracks. Well, yeah. no, I don't think it's covering her tracks. Well, though. she's like, I it's DNA, it's... but it's just like... Well, right. No, no, no. But later we see that weird, like, faux OCD scene that then is never revisited where she's, like, pulling out all of the, like, her toiletries and making sure they're lined up perfectly on a towel. Right. I think they're trying to say when she came back from the dead, she was obsessed with order. Like, I don't really know. I it thought was it was like so... a discipline It was thing. an obsessive compulsive death. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was weird. Well, it's the counting thing, too, that the kid brings up. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, I saw yeah. you counting oh. on your way here. He's like, no, I wasn't. He's like, yes, you were. And I'm like, that's good dialogue. I thought they were just going for, like, she's a disciplined, <laughs> you know, she needs everything in order. I don't know. Just, uh, just watching her, Jennifer Gardner on her knees, just scrubbing the floor and saying, yeah, DNA. To me, it was just like, that's fucking random. What's wrong with me that I like Preeti's idea that coming back from the dead, when you do that, you get OCD? It's so weird. Like whatever OCD it's is so there random. is magnified. It's like a more boring version of seeing ghosts. Um, anyway, so um, she, sta- she then we cut to her. She's standing on more on a very windy seashore in front of her waterfront <laughs> safe house that uh, she may have you know rented out online. Who knows? She ref- flashes back. We see the immediate aftermath of Daredevil, and we only know that because she's in her Daredevil costume for a brief moment as she's getting zapped in the back of an ambulance. And then we cut right to uh, Stick, who's teaching her Kimiguri. An interesting thing that was brought up uh, right before this podcast is technically she still has a hole in her hand from the Psy, never brought up. Um, so I guess Kimiguri... And, and some good old fashioned EMT magic kind of just filled her hand back in. Do they ever? So I, I don't understand. So, like, do they ever? So, she dies, they bring her back, they teach her Kimiguri? Kimiguri. Kimiguri. But she knew how to fight in Daredevil. So, yep. where did that come from? Because she know. could she could stab the hell out of some fucking sandbags. Well, they, they didn't explain the whole, all those like flashbacks with her dad forcing her to swim. Like, I don't. I don't understand any of that. Yeah, because if you're going for, like, your, my dad raised me to defend myself and, like, be a weapon and not have to depend on man, like, but, yeah, he still gave you bodyguard? I don't understand. We don't see that. We just see uh, uh, her dad, like, being a really hard swim instructor. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, it's no, so... use just your feet, just your feet, just, and yeah. it is not Eric Avari, for the record. It is some yes. other guy. Also and that, weird. I was like... I guess we don't care about continuity either. We don't care about it with the hole in the hands <laughs> or, or the necklace or, you know, a million other things. But, you know, uh, but that's that's just that. Or, and or he knew better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so we learn that um, we're, we're learning about Kimiguri through Stick, who uh, Terrence Stamp says it gives you control over time, life and death, which makes it sound pretty powerful. Kind of like the force, I guess, except not really. <laughs> uh, Stick teaches that power and being the best are not necessarily the same thing. And he says that right before he sends Electra packing with no explanation. And then we have the flashback to the weird swimming scene without oh, Eric Avari. Um, immediately after this, the neighbor from there's like two houses on this beach. And there's one. These houses are right next to each other on the windiest beach ever. It sounds like something out of Lemony Snicket. And <laughs> the next door neighbor, Abby Miller, breaks into Electra's house and tries to steal the necklace that we know she had in the last movie. Now, did we not see that? That was how Matt Murdock knew she was still alive at yes. the end of Dead Level because she left it on a TV antenna. 
yes. in order to boost the signal. That is correct. And yeah. so he wound up I'll with it. I'll take plot holes for 200, Alex. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> did she then like just throw it at the ambulance that was driving away with her body? And it's optimistic to the point of foolishness in me thinking that there's an answer to this. That's correct. Okay, so she's got, anyway, she's got the, the, ne- the necklace has, has teleporting abilities. Yes. The necklace finds, finds its way back to its bearer. Yeah, she, she's having nightmares, and in her nightmares, she's always her young self looking for her mom, who is dead. We know that from Daredevil, her mom's dead. Um, and her mom's name is not Martha, um, in case anyone's going there. I'm just going to, you know, sorry. We're just getting that out of the way. Um, she has a really tough workout. She's doing one-armed pull-ups, extreme jump rope, and there are a lot of gratuitous necklace shots here. We get like a solo shot of the necklace itself. It's like, yeah, we've seen it. We know it's back. And then we meet uh, Abby's father, who is played by Juan Goran. The dude from ER. The dude from ER, Warvis. He's done a million things, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's done a bunch of stuff. Tell us what his name is, Warvis. Yep, you are referring to ER hunk Goran Vishnik. Ah, yes, thank you. Well, Mark Miller, um, he shows up looking for Abby, who is his daughter, and there's a really weird scene with the two of them. And now I'm thinking if that scene was with Kinji throughout this whole thing instead of this weird pairing as Preeti said that would have been more interesting Hmm. Um, Abby then comes over right after this after one meeting that involved her stealing from her and wants to invite her to Christmas dinner so will you come please because if you don't I'll just keep breaking into your house because it is this whole time we do that all the time I I did it yesterday and yesterday was not Christmas Um, apparently this whole day has been Christmas and we didn't know because Electra doesn't decorate um, and you know, so it's, is this a stealth Christmas movie? I can't imagine, you know, a movie less full of the Christmas spirit, That's but, true. um, you but know, full of really, really bad dialogue. Yeah, maybe I just wasn't looking for it. Um, but, uh, so then, and Electra begrudgingly goes, they have the weirdest Christmas dinner. Um, well, one of the weirdest <laughs> Christmas dinners ever, um, Electra is like, I'll take vengeance with a side of gravy. Um, she doesn't say that. <laughs> But, um, but essentially, yeah, um, it was revealed. Abby also has a dead mother. And then Electra um, literally, um, as she and the dad are talking outside on the porch, he turns around for a second and he turns back around and Electra's pulled a Batman exit on him. Just vanished. It's like she's just out of the shot. And it's and there's like even a little bit of wind. Whatever. Also, what would the fuck were they having for dinner? It's Christmas dinner. And like, I didn't see a turkey, a ham. I could not make out what in the world that man made for dinner. There was a strange lack of like signifiers that it was Christmas. Other than when that girl was like, it's Christmas day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they had like, Christmas lights in that cabin they, they, though, they right? They did and they had a, 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 a little Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. It was like very, but there was nothing outside of it. There's no context given until that moment. Yeah. Which I found to be like super weird. Like I'm trying to remember what they eat in the scene and I just, I think like a I bowl just of hamburger he's, helper or something. He's like cooking something and he brings it over from the counter on the table when like Abby comes in and she's like, I have a guest. And he's like mixing it in. And I'm, it, it literally looks like rocks and water and gravel. Well, it's tough on that. On unlit. That beach. That's but all I, they have. It's it's just. I'm, well, here's. it's Yeah. And he's like, who's this? I'm sorry. She told me that you'd invited me. And he was like, he's like, no, you weren't. But sit down. Here's your rocks and water. And it's really tense. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. That's bad. not what happens, but that's 
it's close. Um, so she then, um, everything's fine, you know, uh, and we find out in, a, in yet another flashback that the necklace, the magical necklace actually belonged to Electra's mom. So that's why it's important. She then gets a mission from her, her man McCabe to kill, conveniently enough, her new two best friends that are right next door on the very same beach. Coincidence? Uh, maybe <laughs> not. And she almost dodge it. Du- she almost dodge it. She almost dodge it. Um, who, who dodge it? She almost does this with the biggest compound bow I have ever seen. We were talk. We were um, talking about another one of these movies, and somebody mentioned that that in that movie it was the biggest compound bow they've ever seen and i saw this i was like nope this one beats it it was like the size of a car also it had like an emblem on top of it i think it had like some type of signage or whatever it had like a neon sign that says by daredevil extended on dvd (laughs) on top also like when she has it uh pulled back and she's about to like let it rip it's a bone, and I can't. I, yeah, we're both thinking the same thing. I can't help. She's about to let it rip before shooting the arrow. Talk about wind. It was. It's right there. It's right there. I just couldn't help. I'm like, so you're gonna tell me you're gonna shoot a arrow through glass window into a person's body from that distance already? I get it's a pretty big bow. You'd need a G.I. Joe, like, oversized yeah, comical dude. bow to do that. Also, like, what is the problem with just well, getting a We'll find out later rifle. that there's there's no hedge maze. There's no amount of hedge maze that can get in the way of a good sigh. That's true. We'll find that out. But So this is a good lesson to learn. Um, so she's got oh this. God. She decides not, not to pull an arrow Flynn and uh, an arrow these guys. She's like, because they're her new family. Um, she's not there yet. But then soon the hand raids the Miller house. And this is probably the first time in watching anything Marvel I've been, oh, thank God the hand is here. Because usually <laughs> know, on, on, right? on the Netflix shows, I'm like, oh God, more hand. It's like, they, they were fine. There's and then, so I, many of and them then there was just show. a lot of the hand. And then Defenders was the hand at the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was we just, don't, we don't, we don't need to go through Defender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, thank, please God. It's like, um, it's, it was just a lot of hand. It was a hand sandwich, and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Um, but this time, I was like, okay, we got, we got the hand, and I was, I was happy to see the hand. Um, so Electra defends her new friends. Um, but there's still, I do want to point out though the the lack of like good fights because this could have been yes. the potential for like really like a really cool fight sequence, and they just they just didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. it, a good point because she's not she's and and this doesn't really matter all that much, but she's just kind of in a sweater and jeans like she's not yeah. in this awesome. costume and that's fine because because we had, the costume's not that great but she's pulling off this weird she does this bullet dodging matrix thing yes, at one point like her whole aesthetic in this movie is just dodging and then getting hit also she does like some weird slow they do like a slow motion when she uppercut stabs the the roof oh, to like yeah, stab the dude was, yeah. and they do yeah, it in slow really motion weird. and the camera angle it looks like you're dramatizing like a really intense changing of a fucking light bulb. Like a, it's just yeah. so weird. It was like, angle. did that need to be slow-mo? It's like yeah. slow motion of someone checking out a library book. Also, you've thrown size for a good amount of time now between two movies. Yeah. I think you could have might have tossed that through the roof. And Is there even a sign in the sequence? I don't think she even uses it. Well, she, she uses the side of the statue. Oh, that's right. She, of course she does And that, I think yeah. she throws yeah. it and um, she uh, threw, the, threw his hand on the wall when he right. threw it yeah, on the floor. Yeah, she does. But like I agree with Preeti, like the fighting scene too. It's like I was expecting some hand to hand, maybe yes, non weaponary hand to hand combat to show her discipline and her martial arts skills. 
but we get her dodging a fucking Nerf gun that the dude, like a Nerf pistol that he's just shooting so darts weird. out. It's so weird. It's the so hand weird. is ninjas who are like trained to kill assassins. And the best you could do is a dude with a fucking dart gun. Yeah. It's just so off. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to put it. It's off. It was, and it was very anticlimactic because I was like, oh, the hand. Electra's coming. They're coming, going after her new friends. They just had Christmas dinner. She's going to be pissed. Time for action. And then it was that. Yeah. I, I think. Like, really? And then, uh, when he, who sent you, she tells him and he's just like, you'll find out soon. And, and then, and, and then, then he just like, she, she kills him and he disappears in a cloud of evil. <laughs> Get back. Yeah. He, he bursts apart like the witch king of Angmar. Well, he, and he, it's, he breaks his own neck. Yeah, that's true. He he does. It's which is a more extreme version of the old cyanide tablet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's and and then it's now now you know the hand from the comics, mm-hmm. uh, both of you, mm-hmm. I presume. Is this something the hand does? Like like they're in video game enemies, they just vanish in a in an evil cloud. I just know they kill themselves if they're caught or if they're defeated, right? For but, sure. But, but yeah, I mean, because they're all undead technically, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think their bodies just stay there. I don't remember any puff of smoke and like I can't, panels yeah, or anything. Yeah, I can't remember that spe- like specific thing because this just I was like, oh, it's it's Zelda. Yeah, exactly. That's I was like, okay, and now we're now we we have a lot of magic in this movie, and I was already prepped there, because yeah. of that. So you're leaving a mess everywhere you are. Yeah, I mean now she doesn't have to clean up the DNA because the hand just bursts into clouds of smoke. If you're gonna put her cleaning, I'm sorry, I can't help it, but if you're gonna put. <laughs> Your main character cleaning at least make it worthwhile and get some fucking product placement and get Ajax or Clorox or Febreze or Mr. Or just Clean comes something. in and is like I can help you with that Alexa. Yeah, so at least yeah. it could be like oh that's terrible, but gotta get that money. I get it. Yeah. In this case, at least make it consistent. Like it's in the beginning and then it just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can we talk about McCabe for a little bit? Because this guy, go 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 for it. Let's go to town. I mean, him calling her E. I was. So did did it make you think of Entourage? I well, no, but now I did. <laughs> but it made me think of like Norman Reedus in Blade Two, where he calls him B the whole time. And I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, like, did you guys just like? We thought that was a cool sidekick thing. We're like, they're so close that he doesn't say her name; he just calls her by the first <laughs> letter. It's just so like that dude's character is also so all over the place, where he's just yeah. presented as like, I just I'm the liaison, I'm the broker. I just I give you the jobs and like I take my cut and I give you the money, and then like and we'll get to it later. He just turns into like this like I'm gonna die for you and like for you to get away. But you just said you don't give a fuck about these. Like, it's so like his character it's so weird. His heart grows three sizes because it's a Christmas movie. Oh. <laughs> no, it, McC- McCabe is is not the best character in in film history. Yeah, and the agree. dialogue between him and her and their interactions are just so. For a second, I thought they were going to make them a thing, like that oh. was going to turn out to be her love interest. So it's no, like, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be him because I didn't recognize. I him. was kind of hoping for no love interest, and then Ooh, and then I realized sweet. I'm like, no, this is 2005, and it's Jennifer Garner. Of course, there's going to be something. I mean, it would have been ideal. I know, but she was also just the last time we saw her in this character, she was in love with Daredevil. Right. So, like, what the hell? Who is this rando? Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm like, and that that's 
that's where we're about to get there. We cut to uh, right after the hand guy vanishes in smoke. We cut to another hand board meeting. Kinji now says he's going after the quote unquote treasure with quote unquote less delicacy. And he enlists a little foursome to help him do it, which compromises. Can we talk about the optics of this movie for a second? Absolutely. Because it's so frustrating. This is another thing that could have been subverted if they had just gone all in on Kirji being the love interest, even though that doesn't really make sense within the plot. I don't care. But it turns into like white people versus people of color. Yeah. Real intensely. I just realized that. It was like immediate. It's like the one black guy in the movie, the all the Asians in the movie. Bob Sat, like, baby. That's my uh, that's my boy Bob Sat. As Stone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a pride fighter he's UFC on the, guy. He's on the team. Yeah, he's yeah. and his the big thing is he's indestructible. Mm-hmm. Except uh, unless you're using a tree. So um, stupid. We also Apparently. got uh, Tattoo, who for the rest yep. of this podcast we're going to call Magic Tattoo Guy. Also, he lives in yep. Brooklyn. Tattoo lives in Brooklyn? Oh, dude. Man oh, bun, beard, 100%. tattoos. Oh, oh, like, okay. I thought you knew the actor. Like, was like, he, you better watch what you say. He's oh, going to come no, after no, us. Oh, no, no, no. Like, he looked like he literally like lives in Brooklyn when he's not. He works at Blue Bottle Coffee. Like, oh, for, for sure. He just took the G train from Greenpoint. For and, sure. Um, he walks his dog while he gets his coffee. He would morning. really appreciate it if you came to his opening next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, sure. um, and we got uh, a woman named Typhoid. Mm-hmm. Who is not Typhoid Mary. Yep. He is not Typhoid Mary, but she kisses people evilly. But only women. She like blows kisses and blows kisses. Yeah, it's like it's like what what is what rocks and water dinner has she just had? Um yeah. she literally blows a kiss through four people in a row in a table, and the one guy she's aiming at is the one who feels the effects. It's so like so they didn't breathe it in? Did they hold their breath when she blew the... Like, what? Come on. I mean, you, you've you done that. I feel like I've been in multiple dinner situations where I've seen you do that to great effect, Juan. So, you know, don't play. Um, and then the fourth is, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, he's he's knife guy. Yeah. He's a guy and he has knives. Well, he was balancing a coin or something, too, at one point. He's coin knife guy. <laughs> he, he doesn't last very long. This uh, Fab Five who's, you know, gonna, they're not going to teach Electra how to, you know, dress better and what to eat and how to make guacamole and redo her home. This Fab Five are going to uh, go after the treasure. They, um, Electra goes to find Stick because she wants his help and he is hustling billiards really successfully because this guy thinks, oh, he's a blind guy. He's going to suck at billiards. Nope. He's Stick and he's using an actual stick and he's great. Um, Electra pops in with her new best friend, the Millers, and, um... (laughs) Stick immediately smells her, um, picking up a, a little of the of the smelling bit from Daredevil. Yep. Except I think I'm giving it a little too much credit. Electra, same walk, same perfume. And it's uh-huh. revealed that the hand killed Abby's mom, and Stick just uh, generally stirs up some shit. <laughs> um, Basically, is so unhelpful, and um, <laughs> and he gets a vote of no confidence, and Chancellor Palpatine takes over. They leave. Um, Electra tells them tells them to bail immediately. Then bird graffiti comes to life, sees them, and flies magically back into Tattoo Guy, who's tracking them. Electra takes them to. Juan best Juan's best friend McCabe's house uh, to clean it. No, not true. To hide. <laughs> um, and Abby decides that Electra is now her new best friend and her only friend. And Dad makes a veiled reference to who Abby really is. 
and it's pretty much telegraphed um, at this point. Because she doesn't really know who you are. If she knew... She's my friend. Your friend? And the most annoying person in this movie. Yeah, technically that which shoe, is saying that a shoe lot, hasn't dropped which yet. Which is saying a lot. You, say, you, have to, you have to spend two hours with either McCabe or Abby. Make your choice. McCabe, a hundred and f- I, I would have him as my roommate before I spend an hour with that chick. So you'd will you okay two hours with Abby or twelve hours with McCabe? Twelve hours with McCabe, hundred percent. Preview you two, 12, twelve hours of McCabe. Because Abby, the problem is Abby's not written as like a precocious child who makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's just there to be an annoying plot point, and yeah. so she's just there to scream Electra. And like get her dad, make sure that they're seen. She's there to sneak out. She's not like a real person. No, she's so she's, she's pretty much a, a, a MacGuffin in a body. She has no endearing quality about her. No. Yeah. Like whatsoever. Super annoying. I mean, she's probably the real villain of this movie. Yes. Ooh, huh. that's already it's a better Aside movie. Aside from racism and sexism, Abby <laughs> is the villain of this piece. Oh, if yes, they had ended it that way, I would have been. Now I did not see that coming. Um, now, Abby, now we're getting talk about weird and villainous. Um, this is around this time. Abby changes her hair to look exactly like Electra's and pretty much goes single white female so um, weird. idolizing Electra. And Electra doesn't think anything's wrong with this. And sadly, she doesn't show up in the same red bodice outfit or any. I mean, not for that reason, but that would have been unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, she put bed sheets <laughs> on that looks like Electra's thing. And I get what they were going for, like, oh, I see myself in you, kind of thing. Because like, you you know that because they literally say it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's an actual direct <laughs> quote. <That's> from just... <laughs> <laughs> I see myself in you, so I did my hair like you, but I'm not a stalker. By the way, you count when you walk. So Electra then decides to to. Uh, make the situation even worse by taking her under her wing and teaching her uh, some Kimiguri, um, which is, they make a random thing that Kimiguri is the only thing keeping Electra alive. Like, like yeah. it's the only time it's ever brought up in any of the Kimiguri si- scenarios. It's weird. There's so many things that aren't explained in any constructive way. Because so I, I believe, weird. too, like, um, they insinuate that Electra was a treasure first yeah which is why her mother was killed because they wanted her right. but she ended up not going to the hand so the hand was like okay we have another treasure this one we need to get because we didn't get electra right it's like so that the treasure has like a time span on it basically it's like you're only the treasure from five to fifteen and then you're no longer than the treasure <laughs> like the necklace oh my God, transports it's like to somebody Hollywood, else. You guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and after that, you don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're either Catherine O'Hara or get out of town. So then somewhere after that sequence, Electra and Mark kiss and it's really gross. Um, it is and I'm bad. just like, why? Um, why, God? The bird comes back and so does Magic Tattoo Guy. And then so does the hand. There's this tunnel escape into the woods. Kinji reads uh, McCabe's mind, who just McCabe decides to stay behind with a really overcompensating shotgun. Also, with two fucking rounds, like it's a two, yeah. it's a double barrel shotgun. You get two shots before you have to reload. And and, and he's like a, an agent of killers. Certainly, yes. have a knife or thank you, or at least another gun or or Dude, something. Get an assault rifle, something. It's like with you're more like you're about to. You know, you're going into this mission. It's like plan ahead in you your also loadout. deal in the underworld of the black market of hired hitmen like that's your literally that's that's the career you've chosen yeah and the one thing you choose to defend yourself in your secluded home where no authorities can get to you if you're in trouble 
is a gun where <laughs> if you miss twice, yeah. you're fucking dead. Or if more than two people show up, you're fucking dead. Yeah. I, I have Albert Finney's <laughs> shotgun from Skyfall. I'll be fine. It's yeah, like, well, so no, but if they, no, well, what if they send five guys? Oh, then I'm dead. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much then McKay, uh, Kinji reads McCabe's mind is like, oh, they tried to get out through the tunnels, which is the only way out. So he probably could have done without that. And then kills McCabe. McCabe has what you said before. They try to redeem him or they try to make McCabe happen. Yeah. At the last it's minute. It's so rough. I mean. And he's not going to happen. Yeah. And to, to Preeti's point about, um, uh, I'm, I, I'm sorry, the gentleman who plays the bad guy. Goran. Goran. Oh, no, uh, uh, Kinji. Kinji. Like, yeah. they don't take any time to develop what his abilities are. Yeah. So, like, when he does that to McCabe, you're like, oh, I guess you have, like, because also, like, we should mention that Electra has a premonition. Like, that's her ability where she sees a little bit, like, what's going to happen. It, it it looks exactly like in the Dark Knight at, at the end when he has that x-ray thing that he can see because of the cell phones. Like, see, to me, every, it looks like you just this put, is just magic. To me, it looks like if you put a camera on a rat and let it run. That's how they got the effect. <laughs> that's how, that's probably how, yeah. But, like, uh, to, like to go back to that thought. Like, they cut I, that character. They, they completely, like, what is his, okay, I understand his stature is, like, he's part of the hand. And he has his own little group, and he's the leader. But I don't know what he does. Wh- whatever, oh, cool. the, whatever he the has a, needs him to do. Yeah, like he has a sword. That's dope. I Which the is, kimono's dope. The thing is, like William Lee is trained, right? Like I, he was. You w- watched him fight in Altered Carbon, oh, and that's he, my shit. yeah, right. He can do that, and they just don't take advantage. And it's At all. so annoying. And what, not even for yeah. him, but for his character. Like, how am I supposed to feel like he's a formidable antagonist, you know, with to combat Elektra when I don't know what he does? Because usually in these superhero movies, you know what the protagonist does. And then you learn and you kind of develop what the enemy does. And you're like, oh, shit, that's like her. That's that's her match because you could counter her with this. And he has the ability to do that. We don't know jack shit until he starts. Oh, I guess you could read fucking minds with your fucking. And, and he and he doesn't do it again. Yes. We don't know Electra's capabilities. That's like the other side of it. Is she that beats we sandbags. Clear. Yeah, we we know that. She's from got Daredevil. the necklace. She likes wind. Right. And we don't know what her like powers are. And that doesn't. Ne- yeah, and that doesn't necessarily equal complex character. Yeah, and the premonition it? just comes. It's not. They don't develop it. They yeah, don't or tell how you she has that side. Yeah, Stick like, at one point says it's. It, he's teaching them. It's like you have to see. Um, not look at what's ahead of you, but see, uh, I don't know, some shit. I know he says something <laughs> wise like that. And it's like, okay, but the thing is, it's like, you know what? We're hitting on something that I think is the, the big difference with going back and watching these everything else movies and the MCU is that time and time again with these everything else movies, it's just, we're getting to the, the wasted potential of Kinji, you know? The actor hired to play it, what they could, what they could do with the character, so much interesting stuff. It's like the actor was there and capable, and they just don't take advantage. They have a chest of gold in front of them, and they just toss it aside, and they're like, "We're not going to use it." And that happens time, not just in this movie, but a lot of these movies we're talking about. That's kind of time and again. I think that's what's frustrating because potentially the building blocks are there, and yet you wind up. With this, and I feel like that once the MCU started, that happened. That happens a lot less. I feel like all these movies were the building blocks and sort of like the learning period for the MCU movies. Because I, I remember, um, and I know this is what this is a Fox movie, I believe, right? This is a Fox movie, or um, this one this is one... that's a good question. I know the rights. Warbus, what is this? 
Electra was produced by Marvel Enterprises, New Regency Productions, Horseshoe Bay Productions, and was distributed by 20th Century Fox. Because I know, yeah, I, I, I read a quote from a viewer who's fucking produced like, Jesus Christ, all the he, cartoons I grew up watching. That and were he, he was cartoons. pretty much the, the godfather of the everything yes, else. Yeah, and um, exactly. And he even said he was like, yeah, we rushed the shit out of this movie and it was bad. And we've ID'd that problem and we'll never do it again. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, and they um, and they continued to do it again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and then Sony, you know, makes Venom into Spider Verse, and it's like, oh, we can do Spider Man movies without Spider Man. Um, that's a completely different conversation. Anyway, um, they're in the woods now after the after the all about much ado about McCabe. Um, there's a little sigh action in the woods. Electra then kills Stone. She, she tries to stab him. She fails. Then she says, what if I just drop an entire tree on him? And that works. Oh, but granted, it was just Christmas and we're in the woods. There's no snow in these woods. This is not a Christmassy woods. Well, this are is they not in the like, Pacific Northwest? Because that's what it looks like. I, I, I feel like if it's Christmas, it should just look like Narnia in these woods. And it, <laughs> and it doesn't. You're like, Mr. Tumnus is, that's a good point. It looked a lot not better. in the scene. Tilda Swinton is not in the scene. It's like, talk about wasted potential. Where are the puffy coats? Where, I need the puffy coats. Exactly. Give me some puffy coats and get get away with that bodice thing. It's like, uh, these are these are the questions. This is why I'm I'm not in these writers' rooms. Um, That's, that fight is so ridiculous. So, yeah. So it's like she just drops a tree on this guy, but she breaks her side when she stabs him in like the rib. But then she she has it the- back. Pretty soon after, somehow I just, she has multiple. Yeah, we. I don't we, understand. Oh, yeah, how, that's, like, that's right. I guess she can probably have more than the two sides. I don't understand two how sci. a side can't pierce, but a tree falling on top of you just incinerates you into a fucking whatever that yellow it's smoke the, shit. The power, just, the power of his. Maybe his weakness was nature. It's just incredible to me how somebody would see that written on paper and then shoot it in dailies and go like they're, they're watching it in dailies they they turn to each other and they're like they just thought they just high five it's like nailed it <laughs> yeah it's like dude we're, we're, dude you you amp for tomorrow oh yeah it's more tattoo guy oh my <laughs> lord i'm sorry <laughs> no it's it's um so so we then um electra uh, uh takes out stone then abby bursts onto the scene and uses her warrior beads that uh, we know they're warrior beads on a wrist cuz electra has called them out a few scenes before that she kills Knife Guy with these warrior beads that kind of glow, uh, start to glow Wonder Girl mm-hmm. lasso style. And she kills um, ta- Magic Tattoo Guy not only has the bird, he also has a magical tattoo wolf that has been going through this forest. She kills this uh, tattoo wolf with the magical beads. And it's around this time that the shoe finally, the, the high heeled shoe boot finally <laughs> drops and it's like abby's the weapon except nobody uh, says it nobody has yeah. the, you're doing it peter yeah. nobody has that moment and i'm like you should have just committed um typhoid then uh is randomly in the scene kisses electra and Killing she falls point. down in and as dead leaves fall black fall of black leaves. i'm sorry do you mean the mtv movie awards award-winning yeah. kiss <laughs> was that an award was that an yeah, award-winning kiss she won they won that they won best kiss in in the mtv movie awards no, for they that did. year did they really oh, dude, absolutely yes because it was 2005 yep because 2005 oh well, also remember mary jane uh Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire won Best Kiss for the Upside Down Spider-Man kiss as well. Yeah, but that that's that's a good that's iconic. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody's I can't believe this conversation that's still is getting that's right still now. getting riffed on. I mean, nobody's like that's true, that's Yeah, true. but you want a good kiss? Check yeah. out Typhoid and Electra and those dead leaves. 
like nobody yeah. has once said that. That's very true. Was there no other kiss that year? Probably not. Did nobody kiss anyone well, that like, year? It's also MTV, so all those awards are bought and paid for. So Did Garner show up to collect the award? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I fucking hope not. <laughs> I'm just happy it was, she, they didn't win it for you know one of the kisses with the dad. Um, so anyway, oh. Abby tries to attack Typhoid, and it has no effect. Her magical bead lasso thing has no effect on Typhoid. It needs Typhoid to be charged. It was or like Kenji. It lost its chi. Yeah, yeah. I think she um, needs to. Yeah, so they need, she needs to uh, Finn Jones, Iron Fist, that stuff yeah. up a little bit. Um Kinji is about to take on Abby, and he says the war is over. Then Stick shows up from out of the trees with a huge amount of good guy soldiers, and we know they're good guys because they're wearing bright white outfits. Also, are they special forces ninjas that I, you harness your way down like I you would chopper in? Yeah, I didn't even know what to write because it's like they're dressed like hand soldiers except white. Like it's instead of the black of the hand soldiers, it's white. And I'm like, so are these like Jedi or like the Kimiguri version of like who is on the other side of the hand and the movie who really even knows it's so so God. they're they're like the other hand it's the the head it's i'm trying <laughs> it's the back of the it's hand the right hand it's and the, the back left of the hand yeah. yeah it's like this is well, this is the right hand and the left hand and only you can choose which one you will have it's like a twix commercial yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's all right yeah that's what they and when combined they form the tastiest candy bar. Um, <laughs> so Kinji once again literally vanishes. Um, I think just because he wanted out of the scene. Um, another another display of what he can do. Yeah, he can just we're di- just getting piecemeal. Just what the disappear. Fuck this guy can do. Unfortunately, um, we add to the Kinji tally. Um, we're back at Stick's training compound. Um, what we've seen through flashbacks. Stick gives a big info dump. Um, that Abby is the gifted, the treasure that they're after. The hand wants her, and her father, quote unquote, spirited them away. And he said that. I'm like, oh, let's pause this and put that on. Electra is pissed. Believe Stick put out the hit on uh, on on Abby and her father just to get Electra involved. Was all this a test? Everything from the day you threw me out has it all been a test? And Stick doesn't answer it. He just kind of stares off and and says more riddles. And he says, some lessons can't be learned. They have to be lived (laughs) to be understood. And apparently turns into Ian McKellen because that's the only answer. I was going to say, like, could we just, what if Ian McKellen was in this movie? Would it be better? I don't have a Terrence stamp on demand. (laughs) So so anyway, that's what he says. That's pretty much what we get from Stick. Abby and Electra decide to spar. This is after we have the the OCD toothpaste scene and the counting argument, which we've already touched on. Electra handily wins the sparring with Abby, like without even trying to teach her. Mm-hmm. Just like, I feel like she just wanted to beat her up a little bit. Electra wins and then comforts her, kind of. Electra goes to confront Kinji herself because she doesn't need anyone else. And just then we see a spider from Tattoo Guy under Abby's bed, and then it kind of paintily walks away, and we're like, uh-oh, Tattoo Guy's close. Um, Electra then... Which, uh, yeah. yeah. No, more on Tattoo no Guy? No one in the hand figured out that that dude was around. I yeah, it's, you have this whole Styx compound of Jedi... And nobody realizes Not there's painty tattoo, tattoo guy spider. There's magical, the there's scene. mystical things afoot, and no one, yeah. no one recognizes. No one recognizes. There's no, it. there's no magical tattoo guy detector. It's like we know this guy has tattoo animals, so maybe get somebody on that. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's not not even Put like some traps out or Lojack or or any other. No, that's for cars. But what's the thing? Oh, Sloman Shield. Yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> talk no. about more product placement opportunities. I'm telling you. 
conveniently, um, Electra's childhood home that we've seen in flashbacks is right next to Stick's Jedi compound. Um, and she goes there and she has flashbacks of, of what looks like a million servants covering every bit of furniture throughout human history and a big white drape. Um, and there is so much windy hair, Dude. windy drapes, windy. It's this is. I'm so mad about all of this. This yes. is the House of Wind. This is probably one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, and then it, it all of this builds up, and the hand once again shows up, and I'm like, okay, good, because I've had enough oh, wait, wind wait, wait, wait. We, we can't just scrape over this fucking fight scene right. between those two. The oh, stupid. Oh no! Oh, we're get we're getting there. We're saying that you're saying the first can weird candle explosion. Oh, oh no! We're we're not there yet. Oh no! We're I'm, I'm talking about that one-on-one scene in like the main ballroom where it's uh him oh, yeah, with and Ki- versus Electra one-on-one. Yeah, the first and there's the first time. Fucking bed sheets flailing around yeah. the entire room with so wind. You can't see the fight. That you can't yeah. see the fight, and also where none of the physicality and the hits make physical sense of no, the way they not- react to them. There's a part where he no. kicks, he round. He roundhouse kicks her, and I'm sure we're all accustomed to roundhouse kicks. The person who gets kicked does a spinny thing and then falls on the ground, or at yeah. least goes in the direction of like what physics would tell you where they would land if the person had that much power. She goes and floats in like every different direction that makes absolutely no fucking sense. Unless you have Kimiguri. No! <laughs> <laughs> also, good point, Preeti. I hadn't thought of it like that. I hadn't to preach these points. I'm she she so, is she is absolutely right. Um, I'm well, so mad at this dumb fight. You see it's, more of the fight between Jet Li and Michelle Yeoh in the third Mummy movie than you see yes. at this fight, and that is a low bar because that's like and that's what fight is like. You've been wanting to see those two fight forever, and then you don't get to see any of it. And this pretty much it's like not only defying all the laws of phys- physics despite magic, it's just drapes and drapes and drapes. But also like the cinematography, the shots, like I mean I'm I'm monopolizing this conversation. Preeti, you air out your grievances with this scene. No, my grievances are just like again, the lot the like loss of potential here with Will Young Lee and getting yeah. to see him fight Jennifer Garner, who we know can do like scripted fights based mm-hmm. on her work in alias. Like, we could have seen something really freaking cool, but instead, it's like a Scooby-Doo haunted mansion, and there are just, like, ghost sheets <laughs> everywhere. Like, oh, I'm so angry about it. It kind of is like, I was like, for a second, I'm like, am I watching The Orphanage or something like that, except worse? You know, when that, the hand storms into the house, she kicks a candle and blows up half the house. And oh, yeah. Kinji does, he looks, sees her do that and goes, clever girl. And I'm like... yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, did they know that's a direct ripoff quote from like a famous line from another movie? They have to. A lot of stuff is is a big homage to Bob Peck, or is it just you know? And he sells it, you know. So I wasn't mad about it, but it's like, write a cool line for kids. There's there's different things they do, like in that scene that we're talking about with the drape fighting scene too. Remember in Daredevil when Daredevil is looking for Bullseye on the roof, and there's drapes everywhere, and he's kind of. You know, he's like twirling his billy club yeah. and moving it. Oh, yeah, because he's angry at the at laundry. Yeah, again, is it like, did you watch that and go like, ooh, maybe this is a callback? Where it's like, no, it doesn't. Like, no, th- this movie all no. but pretends that one doesn't exist. It's all. It's also like, yeah. from a technical standpoint, there's just certain shots in, in this movie, in one particular, in that scene. Like, in that scene where she fights uh, Kenji? Yeah. Where um, they do like the zoom into her, where like they see each other, and she does the twirling of the hands, but that, yeah. that shot... 
last so awkwardly long where she's yeah, just twirling in the so, same position in the same so looking in the same direction you're just like this is awkward and cringy like, you, well it's like so you expect it to cut back to kenji he's like yes are you done yes it's and like she's are we like, gonna fight now twirl 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 and, and the camera like, just stays on her and one minute like, uh, let me do another t- let me <laughs> yeah. do it another 10 times yeah uh, and her okay, body language is like in the same position the only thing's moving is the size and her hands yeah and again it's because probably because those damn heels so she can't do like full body well, it's, just, it's, uh, it's in this scene that i noticed they were such chunky big heels because they're like under a drape at one point when she goes down and she's you think he he pretty much puts her down really quick and the last drape falls just like the the coroner putting the drape over Electra's dead mom that we've mm. seen about 50 times at this point um so then but don't worry everybody cuz Abby has shown up to take <laughs> on Kenji <sighs> and if you think she's going to win you're wrong she loses bad um as the last white drape falls on electra abby tries to take kenji on and he pretty much wipes her out immediately electra then bursts back up under the white sheet through i guess kimiguri or some shit uh grabs abby (laughs) with like grabbing her beads and they run up the stairs and they just decide they're gonna get out of dodge and they run into a very conveniently placed hedge maze that is in the back of the nachios mansion thank god tattoo guy then conjures a million magical snakes to that chase fly, after them. That fly. That flying magical fly. paint so tattoo snake. Like, my dude, I just saw you manifest yeah. birds in earlier in the movie. That's it's classic. It's a but cl- then yeah. in the maze, you're going to go with snakes that fly. Nice trick. I've seen it before. Well, that's that's see you, where they, to be fair, so this is exactly ridiculous. what he does in the comics. Is it? No. <laughs> I was no, gonna, not, I was not gonna... even close. Not even close. This is so um, absurd. He, he, yeah, he could have pulled a a, a a Brand Stark here and, you know, done that. Yeah. Ex- except he's like, you know what? You know what would be re- even better? Painty snakes. Um, the painty snakes, are there, there, there are like oh, billions man. of them, though. I'm so glad he went with Japanese traditional tattoos because if he went with like American traditional, he'd just be throwing pirate ships and fucking... <laughs> messages in a bottle and like Harley Davidson's <laughs> yeah. and and and, uh, uh, and just general racism daggers and roses yeah um, Electra then kills tattoo guy um, Abby because uh, Abby starts to get overcome by the billion painted tattoo snakes um, then Electra uh, kills tattoo guy and that's the end of the snakes that's the end of the tattoo plot line typhoid shows up saying that she used to be the treasure she mm. drops this again. It's like blinking, you miss a thing. It's like, it's like, what again? I'm like, well, why isn't typhoid more of a thing? It's like, is she just going to drop this? It's like, because she's kind of, she's not uninteresting. And so she then kisses, Ab- does she kiss Abby? She corrupts no, Abby. She no, doesn't no, kiss no. her. Yeah, she corrupts But she does corrupt her. And it's like, okay, so you can do that without kissing. You kind of just wanted to kiss Electra, didn't she you? She wanted typhoid? that award, baby. Yeah, it's like because two thousand five. Because two thousand five. It was edgy to have two women kiss back then. It was. It, yeah. it was edgy. It was. Um. And you wow. know they're like, this will get us a surfboard. Let's do it. Cruel intentions, man. Um. That's the cruel intentions effect. Yeah. Also, yeah. Was, <sighs> also a winner for best kiss. That's, Why the that's fuck do I have the, this deep knowledge of, the, of best kiss? That's one winners. of the best best kiss winners. Though. Oh no, that it, was a, that's a good sure, one for sure. That's a that's a good movie. Um. <laughs> That's that's coming up next week, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cruel Intentions. It's a, it's a stealth uh, Hulk movie, actually. Um, Electra and Kinji then go at it again, and I, but this time, whereas all the other fights were unsatisfying, 
This one is also unsatisfying. Still um, um, unsatisfying. <laughs> um, electric goes down again throughout through very little effort from Kinji. And uh, flashbacks again to her father in the swim lessons. But this time, Abby's in the mix and she gets back up, possibly because of the power of love. Not for her father, but for Abby this time, who's totally single white femaling her. Finally kills Kinji and then throws him down a well. Don't worry, Electra. I'll take good care of her. And he kind of vanishes as he goes down the well. And I agree. I'm like, well, now we can pretty much. Even that fight scene. There's a part where she like knocks him into the well. And the way he hits it and falls over. His blades make sparks on the sides. It's so fucking like non-physics. Just like when when things just fall in a certain way. The way he falls is so unreal. I don't. I can't. Yeah. So he's he's the Kinji's down the well. Um. She then throw typhoid's still left though. But don't worry. Electra throws a sigh through the entirety of the hedge maze. This thing goes right through at least ten rows of hedge. And I feel like oh I'm being God. generous. It's probably like fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably like fifteen because it's a magic sword. I guess. Right, yeah. Like right through, and it gets typhoid. I feel like it got her right in the throat. She goes down in black smoke, and everyone's fine. Day is saved. Um, but Abby is still infected. Unlike Tattoo Guy, ta- Typhoid's magic is still in her. Doesn't disappear when Typhoid does. Electra brings her inside and manages to save her with Kimiguri and maybe a little OCD. And she remembers that her heart is pure. Um, and we all just go on. Ah, and, and Abby says, you saved me. And Electra says something like, you saved me first. Or it's some kind of exchange like that. It's like, you gave me my life back. You gave me mine. That was a good Meisner exercise. Um, <laughs> so she, and then Electra, you know, kisses the father again, and it's oh. still gross. I think he has maybe three lines in this movie. Um, one of them is, you know, Merry Christmas, and the other one is, what are you doing here? She then says goodbye. She makes she makes a few random jokes. Like Electra, at the last five minutes of this movie, starts making jokes. Yeah. She's discovered the power of comedy. Mm-hmm. She gives uh, Abby her tight five about airplane food. Abby doesn't laugh. And they give each other, you know, they gave each other their lives back. Yay. So Electra leaves. Abby and the dad, I guess, are staying in Electra's childhood home um, for good. And uh, she has a little bit of talk uh, outside with Stick. It was something like, this is the plan all along mm-hmm. or something like that. Where Electra, will you go? Yeah. It's like, I'll go where where all Electras go <laughs> behind the rain. On the other side of the sky. Um, and then, uh, you know, it goes right. And she says, she says to the to Abby and the dad is like, don't worry. The hand is gone. You're not in danger anymore. And as we've said before, it's like these those five people are gone. Mm-hmm. The hand is very much a thing still. And they're still or, or is Abby not the treasure anymore? It's like another five-year-old, and it's like now it's someone else's problem. <laughs> we just we 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 never find out because it smash cuts right into credits, and everything's fine. I guess Abby grows up, you know, to be you know Electra Junior. Um, <laughs> Kinji and Co is dead. The hand are still alive, and then and that's that. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
I'm, I'm getting the feeling, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that I, I, I don't think there's, I'm not feeling a lot of love um, from the three of us about this particular film. I mean, if you want to do like, because I, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I will, I will go on record though and say personally, I, I didn't care for it. But I think even like objectively, from the perspective of just a movie, the narrative doesn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. There's not a ton of like character development mm-hmm. or like consistent world building. It it really just feels that they rushed this into theaters. Yeah, which they I mean they also they and, rushed and, the production. They rushed into said, theaters. If yeah. you were to say that to them, they'd be like, "Yep, we did." Yeah. And you are correct. Yeah, everything you just listed off are things that any movie should have. And if this movie doesn't have those things, then it's pretty much you know pictures for an hour yeah. and a half. Usually, yep. I, I like to I like to as much as we've kind of crapped on this movie. I always like to look at the bright side, like we did with like X Men Three. Well, that one has McKellen, so I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean that one has a lot of cool stuff you could cherry pick. Like, oh, at least they did multiple men and you know X, Y, and Z. With this one, man, besides just like Jennifer Gardner being a gorgeous woman and being like, because like even her, she's a great actress, and but like they just don't like we mentioned before, they don't give her anything to do with the script. So she literally has the same facial expression for an hour and twenty minutes. The same yep. delivery for an hour and 20 minutes. Like Preeti pointed out, there's no development of her character. Like, she kisses the father, but they don't have scenes where they come together and realize it, it, it they comes find out each of other. It just yeah. comes out of completely nowhere. Like, it's almost like, well, we have to have a kiss in this movie. And they do it twice. So I can even see maybe if you have to do it, do it the one at the end because you've been on this grand yeah, question like mark adventure. Yeah. But the first one, it's like right after the rock and water dinner. It's like yeah, no, it's maybe just... maybe don't have that. One. And they try and do a cute little, you know, retort with their responses to the kiss. And it's just, you know, it really falls flat. It's usually I can always find with one glaring exception, something positive in a lot of these movies. Which is what I was trying to find. But with this one, it's hard. I'm like, I guess maybe Terrence Stamp, because I really love him, but even him, it's like... His portrayal of a blind man was not great either. No, no, it wasn't. Because there there are scenes where he's looking directly at the dude's face. Yeah, you forget often that he's blind. Yes. And I I think you only know he's blind because somebody looks at him and says, what do you know? You're blind. Yeah. It's like, this is my friend, the blind man. I'm cheating him at billiards. So and able. It's, yeah, it's like there's problems yeah, every we, which way no for a variety of okay, reasons. Wait, 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 wait. The no. saving grace of this movie is Will Yunley's face. Yeah, Period. I'd go with that. I'd yep. say there's that. I'd say Jason Isaacs is a brief highlight. Yes. Yes, agreed. Can he be a highlight? Because that monologue is fucking awful. Yeah, but he sells it. He could sell okay. anything. Okay. Sell it's like, that's true. That's he true. could sell me a copy of this very movie right now for hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, I will say when that scene happened, like as my first time watching it in that moment, I was like, maybe this movie is good. I thought the same thing because after the generic <laughs> prologue, I'm like, okay, it's like that's really generic fantasy stuff. But Terrence Stamp sold it with his voiceover, and then it cuts right to Jason Isaacs. I'm like, huh? And then we get windy bodice ripper and i'm like mm, uh, and that kind of goes down. see when i saw will as when i first saw him introduced in the movie i i was hyped because i loved him in alter carbon and yeah. he's been in other things that i really enjoyed him in again because of his skill set it gave me false hope because as the movie kept going i was yep. like oh shit man they're just not gonna do anything with the well, dude yeah i think i think preethi said it best is like a lot of the it has a lot of elements that 
made me look up and say, okay, maybe we're all right, but it has no story or, co- or coherence or world building or it makes no sense, no reason to exist. Um, and it makes you feel worse after watching it. So yep. maybe yeah. those, maybe those things don't when yeah. put together. Just, could, that was harsh. That was yeah. harsh of me. I'm sorry. I could think of some more good stuff. Uh, Carrie Tagawa, who is again, Shang Tsung. And I grew up seeing him in a bunch of like, you know, yeah. Kung yeah. Fu movies and like action movies and Mortal Kombat is one of my favorite movies of my life. Don't at me. Criminally, criminally underused. Oh, yeah. for sure. He's in like two scenes, maybe. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this: There's a director's cut of this movie. No. Now, just just for the just for the record, for <laughs> for all of the listeners out there, we have been talking about the theatrical cut that all of you did not go see. Yeah. That that, that apparently, <laughs> according every, to the numbers, everyone ignored. Um, do you think any of these problems are fixed in the in the director's cut? I'm going to wager um, no. No. My guess would be no. It's well. Once again, Ellen Pompeo's Karen Page gets cut out of this one. I'm, I'm kidding. That was not. That's not a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, ultimately, and this will, will transition into you know into the MCU, and it's not so much what will we like to see from these characters in the MCU because technically we have, and even though we can debate whether the Netflix they're kind of connected, kind of not really, um, and now that they're all canceled and Disney Plus is a thing. And the mouse has eaten the fox. It's like, are they going to reboot them? And once once they get the rights back, once that Netflix deal is done in like, what, a year and a half? Preeti brought this up earlier. Is we've gotten another version of Electra since in um, Elodie Young, who I thought was fantastic. For She's sure. Um, For and sure. was really good. And also, um, let I also feel like let down a little bit by her material. Um it was it was better, and when she was really like Electra, Electra, it was yeah. great. And then she kind of became, you know, that stone face, the like, weapon. Yeah. And once she was the MacGuffin of it, and and she the the performance and the writing rose above that, but still, it was it's like it wasn't as interesting. I think they uh, they should bring Will back to either reprise the role or get another role. Just run it back and use him to his full potential. Bring back who? Will Young Lee? Oh yeah. Just oh, if yeah. he's gonna play the same. The same character or new character, just bring him back. Yeah, I, and I, as know, we say, let's run that shit back. As any, as anybody, like yes, as anybody. any other character. Okay, I, I don't bring think, him, bring him into the MCU, man. Yeah, I'm in. Oh, MC, sure. MCU, anything. It's, it's like I'm, I'm totally there for that. I, I think, um, I guess this all depends on if they bring back, you know, Matt Murdock, uh, the Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, you know. If they bring back those characters as cast, we can probably expect to see Elodie Young again as Elektra. Um, but, but they're if not, they right? Don't, we kind of established or not. We it's it's in the air. We don't know. Well, because like because like, my argument is like you should. I would love to see Charlie Cox be Matt Murdock, Daredevil again. But I think when we spoke about it before, we were like, but I think it's not. I don't know how, but I think we talked about how it's not technically MCU canon anymore. Yeah. Even though they reference all the stuff that happens. But with this with the snap, now like you could just make everything different. Yeah, just that's all like their that's their out clause. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The snap snapped everybody in Hell's Kitchen and Harlem and Jessica Jones where she lives and all of Iron Fist and they just never came back. Yeah, basically. Or they came back looking like a different person and that's yeah. what I'll explain like a recasting or so so are we expecting do we think um if we ever see Electra again in the MCU probably that's that's a when 
it's we're going to see some version of Electra again, be it Elodie Young or somebody else. What would we do? We think it's a TV show. Do we think it, another TV show? Do we think it's another movie? Do you think she'll appear in another, you know, begin on Daredevil as she always does? Hmm. And who who might we like to see in that part? Aside from Elodie Young, who I think we all I mean, enjoy. that's what's hard is I think she's so good, Elodie Young, that I would just love to see her play that character when they have time to give her the writing she deserves. I've, I had never seen Elodie Young in anything before I saw her as Electra. So she just kind of is Electra in a lot of ways to me. So it would be weird to see somebody else. I like um, the ladies um, that are casted in the Arrowverse as like, you know, Talia um and mm, yeah. as a Ghoul sister like they obviously have the training they're great actresses they i think if they decide to go it on the direction they would be great candidates to play electra as well but Elodie, i think she did such a fantastic job in their devil the series and i i would yeah i would love to see her reprise a role since especially like we mentioned she got like one season of just being mm-hmm. electra and not being the weapon that's just being controlled and showing like yeah and it was arguably the best part of that season. Yeah, I like I mean, don't get me wrong. In those seasons where she was the weapon, she had those scenes of like almost breaking out of it and like recognizing Matt and everything. But those were like very sporadic. Very sporadic. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to bring up the Arrowverse because there, there's I hadn't thought of it, but there is a little, you know, Electra in someone like Sarah Lance or even someone like uh, Nissa Al Ghul. You know, there's a little yeah. crossover there, even though it's you know we're crossing the streams here in terms of uh, the big two, but you know, not identical. I mean, they're both, they're, they're all distinct, but I, they, you know, it's, it's interesting how, you, you know, th- those characters on, on that series are so extremely watchable. And then this character is a lot of similar qualities or whatever is just su- such a lack yeah. of success. I feel like if we get Electra in the, in the movie, it's going to be where she's part of a, an entourage of superheroes yeah. slash yeah. actors just because like right now they still have a lot of work to do in the solo movies for the, the female superheroes that they've introduced. Like we finally got a Captain Marvel movie, which is great. Um, but like, you know, we still have the black widow movie coming. So I feel like she's probably will play like a role in a more of a group movie than it would be interesting if they used her this time to introduce daredevil and everyone else instead of the other way around. Which is what it always yeah. is. Or maybe just show up in Spider Man. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't complain. We talked about like Matt Murdock might show up in the next in a Spider Man in this like Spider Man, right? Um, or or or, and, or Fisk. You know, it's like if we're really gonna open it up like that. I mean, it's um, you know, that would be cool. Anyway, final thought. Final thought on Electra two thousand five one. I give it uh, a broken sigh. Oh, Preeti, final thought. I give it that. I'm glad I never have to watch that movie again. Okay, <laughs> and final thought for me, I'm going to just say watch that Kimiguri and celebrate Christmas, guys. You know, make yourself a bowl of rocks and water and sit down with the neighbors that you yeah, just Yeah, make met. sure you don't leave DNA everywhere. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, and, and, you know, don't be McCabe. Never go full McCabe. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. Um, Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, and join us tomorrow for day six of Days of Marvel, everything else, where we will be unpacking Deep Breath, Ang Lee's Hulk. So look forward to that. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.